couldn't believe that that was it. I mean, the customers just told her, her or him what a great job they did. Don't you think that's a perfect opportunity to say thank you so much? I can't tell you how much I appreciate being praised for the work I've done or for you recognizing that we've been working hard on your account. Do you have a colleague or friend that would appreciate the same type of work in their organization? Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. Um, I am um, uh, excited to share this morning. Uh, this has been a topic that I've thought about for quite some time, and yet uh, it's been something that I've just kind of been slowly uh, working on and uh, getting to a place where uh, I felt as though I could provide some good practical content. I know sometimes I'm talking, uh, uh, doing a lot more um, really reflecting and questioning, uh, but today I want to walk you through uh, the practical steps uh, to really attack this area of generating referrals, which is something that uh, I would say by and large we don't do a good job of, and we, I, I, uh, I am just as much a part of uh, this, or I have just uh, this challenge just as much as anybody else. Um, I, I would um, uh, just be out of character to at least not uh, just uh, just come out and say that, uh, as I'm sure it has been for you, uh, this has been an exceptionally uh, heavy, weighty, burdensome, challenging week for me. Um, if you know me well, you would know that I'm a fairly emotional person, uh, meaning I probably cry uh, quite a bit more than my wife does. Um, so it's not out of character for me to cry. Uh, and yet, uh, this week particularly, I have wept uh, far more than I have uh, in, in quite a few years. And so wherever you're at in this process, uh, processing all that's going on, whatever quote-unquote side you are on, uh, wherever you're trying to figure uh, kind of life out in the midst of this all, just know that uh, I, I feel for you. Um, I resonate with the challenges that, that you're probably facing. And not to be crass, because I definitely don't want to be in a time like this, but sometimes for me, the best way through uh, the challenges that we face is just to continue to do the things that bring me joy. Um, uh, after the Route 91 experience I had in 2017, I wanted to go back to work because I felt as though I needed uh, just to get my uh, my creative juice flowing. Uh, I needed to tap into all that I believed God had made me to be, and so uh, I, I went at it as quickly as I could. And so again, that's why I'm here. This morning is to just continue to do what I believe um, I have been called to do, and that's to hopefully add value to and share uh, with others the things that I think will help them to be the best version of themselves, to grow their businesses, to, to just achieve all that they want out of business and out of life. So 
wherever you're at, I hope you find value in this. I hope you enjoy uh, what I'm going to share this morning. So let's talk a little bit about um, referrals. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you may have heard me say uh, in the invitation to this, uh, maybe just at one time or another, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about the fact that their business is built on referrals. And for some people, uh, that is very well the case. They did an amazing job early on in their career, and that's continued to de generate more and more opportunities for them throughout their career. That's built their business, their clients refer, friends refer. So they generate a lot of business as the result of that. And to those of you that do that, I say kudos. I mean, that is an amazing art to perfect because it is not as easy as it sounds. At the same time, I oftentimes hear that from people that are afraid to sell. They're afraid to put themselves out there. And so basically by saying that they uh, their business is built on referrals or they get all their business by referrals, basically what they're saying is, is I'm waiting for somebody to give me business because I don't really know how to or want to go get it myself. And then there's a lot of people in between. Um, Regardless of where you're at, I believe that referrals, uh, when done well, are not only a critical component to business, but they are one of the most untapped opportunities for you to generate revenue and to achieve all that you want in your business and generate income for yourself in the process. Not only that, but really something that you need to consider, if done well, generating referrals will produce far more than any marketing campaign, than any sales tactic, than any strategic partnership that you have built, building a referral strategy and process could be the single greatest way for you to generate income in your business, if done right, if done appropriately. So how do you do that? Simply, you must become more referable. And what does that mean? Well. There's three things that I believe go into this. And I love saying these types of things because it's just like, uh, it's so redundant. I said it so many times. And so I'm sure that there is somebody that's on the other end of the screen that's about to roll their eyes with what I'm going to say. But I love this part. But then trust me, I'm going to get really practical this morning. In order to become more referable, you must do what you say. You must say what you do, and you must stand out from the crowd by being yourself. Do what you say, say what you do, and stand out from the crowd by being yourself. Like, I preach this all the time. All the time, somebody rolled their eyes because they're like, Ryan, I'm so sick and tired of you telling me that I need to be myself. And I'm not going to stop. I will never stop telling people that the single greatest way to stand out in the crowd is for you to be you. Nobody else was created like you. Nobody else does things like you. You are unique. You are an individual. You have a unique value proposition that nobody can match. And that works its way into all that you do professionally. I don't have time to get into that today. Um, 
You can go back to other conversations that I had uh, during Authentic Conversations. You can listen to some of my podcast episodes, read up on some of the things that I share on LinkedIn, or subscribe to my email list. I talk about this a lot there. But it is absolutely critical that you figure out who you are uniquely and how you communicate that to the world around you. That is ultimately the first step to becoming referable, is that third piece. And then if you do that, if you can understand who you are, what your value proposition is to the people that you're interacting with, then it's just all about going out and doing what you say you're going to do and saying to other people what you're going to do. It's, it's really that simple. And yet it's so complex in the process. So right out of the gate, that's how you become more referable. It's nothing more than that. Stand out by being yourself, do what you say, say what you do. But let's get practical on how you're gonna build this referral strategy. I know that you wanna become referable, but ultimately you need to think practically through how that's going to happen. So, a couple of other things. As it relates to referrals, if you truly believe And I think that I probably said this when I uh, shared on sales and marketing a few weeks ago. If you truly believe that you offer a service that provides value, that solves a problem for the audience that you are targeting, I believe that you have a moral and ethical responsibility to put it in front of them. I'm not joking when I say that. If you believe that you provide a better service than your competition, that you provide value to the people that you're trying to serve, that you solve a problem that needs solving, you have a responsibility to do so. For those of you that carry licenses in your profession, this is even more so the case. I mean, a doctor would be so unethical uh, if, if they did not treat their patients, though they knew how to treat them and that patient was right in front of them. It's the same thing in our businesses. You have a responsibility. Take that responsibility. And if you come with more of that mindset into the marketplace, you're gonna be far more apt to be bold in sharing what it is you have to offer. Now, the way you share it, that, 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 that's gonna come into play significantly here. But you need to make sure that you're sharing it if you truly believe that you should be sharing it. Now, if you're struggling to, uh, to, to communicate what it is you have to offer in the marketplace. And this gets into referrals significantly, but if you struggle to communicate what it is that you have to offer in the marketplace, one of the questions that I always ask my clients is, especially when they're employees of another organization, is do you truly believe in what it is you're selling? Do you truly believe that your service team or your product can back up what you've communicated to the customer during the sales process. You committed something to them, can you back it up? And scary as it is to say this, there are a lot of organizations that cannot back up the things that they promise in their sales process, but they keep doing it anyway, because to them it's more about revenue than it is about delivery, even though they would never say that. So. I believe you have a moral and ethical responsibility so long as you are truly solving problems and adding value. By the way, when I say that, that's that, that it shouldn't that shouldn't sound arrogant. You shouldn't you, you shouldn't hear that and be like, gosh, like 
you really believe that you're that great that that you need to be going around telling everybody that they need to work with you? No. I feel like I do that great that for my ideal client, I need to be telling them that they should work with me. Not to everybody, but to those that I truly believe I can serve and you should do the same. This isn't about arrogance. This is about confidence. So please remember that. Another thing, people often struggle with thinking about who uh, their uh, their ideal, uh, uh, where, where can I get referrals? Uh, who will provide a great referral for me? And some of you have worked through this to some degree. Uh, it's interesting, uh, years ago, I did a training for a large MLM company and one of the things that I really appreciated, though, there's a lot of danger in those organizations. One of the things that I really appreciated about them was to all of their, uh, all of the people that come on board and want to represent the product and sell it. Uh, and, and if you've been a part of any MLM, you know this. If you've been a part of some sales organizations, you've probably done this too. What they do is have you sit down and write a list of 40 people you know, or 50 people you know. I think in this case, it was 40. And then they say, I want you to pick up the phone and call them and share with those people what it is you do. And so what I love about that is ultimately anybody can be a good referral for you or a referral partner or a referral source for you so long as you're clear in what you do, how that benefits somebody and what you're looking for, which we'll get into in a few minutes. But let me just name a couple of things here that I think are, are important for us to think about. So the best, best, best referrals, or the best referral source. So the best referral source is a good client. That's absolutely the best referral source. Second to that is a happy client. Third to that is a vendor partner. Fourth to that is an association or a board member uh, that you, so either an association partner or a board member that you serve with. Fifth to that, LinkedIn connections. Sixth to that, friends and family. It's not necessarily in that order, though I do believe a good client and a happy client are probably your two best sources for referrals, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So those are just some people that, that will provide great referrals for you if you have your process down pat. Again, most people don't have their process down pat. Okay. Still, as we're working towards, and I promise you when I tell you I'm not like loading you up for some pitch, I really am going to provide a practical breakdown for how you can build this process for yourself, for your agency, whatever, whoever it is. But you also need to understand, so you must think about who is going to provide a referral for you, a good referral for you. You also must consider what triggers a good referral. Like if I was to ask you what triggers a good referral, what would you say? What, what, what would you listen for? What would you tell other people to listen for? Well, the best one and the one that I actually don't believe people consider often enough is at the execution of a brand new agreement with a brand new client. Like when you work hard in a sales process with a prospect, 
You take them through who you are, what you're all about, the value you provide, the services you provide, all that you're gonna to commit to them. You share your price with them and they sign on the dotted line or handshake or hug it out, whatever it is you do to confirm your transaction. You must realize that at that point, that human being on the other end of the table or wherever it is, is at the height of their emotional investment into you. You may have no better time to tap into how emotionally involved they are with you than at the moment they sign that agreement. Particularly if you've done a good job all the way up to that point. And so, I mean, think about this. When you go to a restaurant and you eat a good meal, I mean, you're sitting down and you just dig into the most amazing steak, mashed potatoes, maybe a side of sauteed spinach with some grilled onions, that really good bread that comes to the table. Your server's already brought you this amazing old-fashioned with a perfect ice ball, nice little skin of an orange in there, a dash of some bitters. I'm getting excited as I'm sharing this. And as I'm enjoying that meal, all the while I'm reveling in how happy I am with the food, the drink, my company, there's a really good chance that I'm thinking about who else I'm gonna tell about that experience. Right then. By the time I go home, it's a little bit less. A week later, a little bit less. It's been months. I don't even remember where I went to eat months ago. I couldn't even go out to eat months ago. At the height of emotion is the best time for you to ask somebody for a new referral. So you should have a process in place that at the moment of contract execution, the moment of sales transaction, you ask for a referral. Okay. Number two, what's another trigger? What's another uh, uh, time or place in which it's a great opportunity for a referral? The second one is at the completion of a project for a client. So sometimes this is um, uh, this is when you actually get done. You know, you've done all the work for the client. Like take for me, like let's just say that I do six months of coaching with a client. We get all done. We get to the end, and and then especially, hopefully, they're satisfied, and so they're happy. And I say, say, hey, this has gone really well for you. It's served you well. Who else do you know that you believe would this would serve well for? Like that's a great time. Now, if you are in a, a, an annual uh, or an ongoing relationship with your clients, something that doesn't end, then at your annual reviews, when you've hit key benchmarks, those are the best times for you to ask for referrals. Closely related to that, how about when you get positive feedback from a client? I've worked in this agency for quite a few years and it drove me bananas. Just absolutely crazy that an email would come in praising the work of one of our customer service people and the customer service's response was, thank you. I, I couldn't believe that that was it. 
I mean, the customers just told her, her or him what a great job they did. Don't you think that's a perfect opportunity to say thank you so much? I can't tell you how much I appreciate being praised for the work I've done or for you recognizing that we've been working hard on your account. Do you have a colleague or friend that would appreciate the same type of work in their organization? Simple. I mean, you're literally being baited into asking for a referral and you're running in the other direction. It's like somebody is sitting there holding thousands of dollars like in their hands right in front of you. I mean, they're just like holding it, right? And they're sitting there and they're like, hey, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if you had $20,000? You're like, yeah, yeah, it, it would really be amazing. No, I mean, like, wouldn't it be amazing if you had $20,000? Like, wouldn't it be just great if someone just gave you $20,000? Yeah, yeah, that, that would be awesome. Man, if, if that ever happens, like, I'm going to be so excited. It was right there. It was right there. Ask. Ask for it. Don't hesitate to ask. Capitalize on the opportunity, especially because you've done a great job. Another time is when you do get fortunate enough to be referred a client. Somebody refers you. That is the best time to ask for another referral. I mean, could you imagine like Johnny refers a, uh, somebody to Susie? I mean, Johnny thinks really highly of Susie in order to refer her. And so when Susie gets that referral and says, Johnny, thank you so much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that referral. What was it about that person that made you think of me? And they tell them. Do you work with anybody else that would also be in that same situation? Oh, yeah, I would. I do. I, I would know somebody. Just a great time. And then lastly, and and, uh, and and there's more to this. This is not exhaustive, but another one that, that I think about um, is, and this is similar to positive reviews or praise, but when a client says you bailed them out, like when a client says, oh my gosh, you saved my, from just blowing up. That's a wonderful time for you to ask for a referral. You know anybody else worth saving? Do you know somebody else that's been in this predicament before? I would love to be able to work with them too. I mean, your clients completely understand that you're in business to do business, that you need revenue just like they need revenue. And so don't hesitate to ask. Far too often, the only thing standing between us and significantly more revenue, significantly more income, is the ask. Okay, about 15 minutes now, we're gonna walk through, yeah, probably about 15 minutes, we're gonna walk through specifically what it is, uh, uh, what I believe it takes to build a great plan of action for referrals, whether you are a sole proprietor or you are in an organization. You can bring this to other people on the team, maybe you run the team, Whatever it may be, here's the practical process that I believe is necessary. And by the way, I have not done this well. 
And so as I've been preparing this, I have been thinking about elevating my process. Because for me, and, and you know, it, it's different for everybody, right? So like things like this, if you're getting value out of being on these webinars, I would love it if you told other people. Why? Because maybe out there is one of my ideal clients that you know. And you can put me in front of somebody that will hire me to coach them. Or maybe an organization needs some consulting. Or maybe, like just happened to me yesterday, they need to hire somebody to come in and do some virtual training or some virtual speaking, and they're gonna pay to do that. Or maybe they just wanna sit on these webinars on Friday, just like you do. Whatever it may be, I would love for you to invite people, but guess what? I haven't done a good job, really not a job at all, of asking you for that. I've started to get a little bit better with my clients, but not as good as I could. I've started to ask for more recommendations, but I need to do a much better job. So I'm working through this process as I speak, as I've been working, and as a matter of fact, my assistant and I, who at some point you'll meet, her name is Natasha, she's just absolutely amazing. Um, uh, she and I are gonna be working through how we are gonna execute on this process for every single person in my database. Not just my clients, but my referral partners, people that I've referred to. And, and, and the like. So, plan of action. Here goes. Number one, and some of these things you're gonna be like, oh, I already did that. Listen anyway, because if you, were, if you were nailing it, you'd be nailing it. Number one, in order to execute on a great referral plan of action, you must first Identify your ideal client or ideal clients. You should have profiles in place. You should have not just an understanding in here of the best clients for you to work with, but it should be on paper. You should have that person profiled. I am continually working on this for myself. But what I find is most people don't have this well-defined. They have some characteristics, but not all. And by the way, I'm not saying that you have to only target this very specific, narrow, ideal client, but this should be the one you're asking for. And then others will follow. So number one, you must first identify articulate, spell out, put to paper who your ideal client is or ideal clients are if you have more than one. Whether that's because of industry vertical or role or region or whatever it may be. You should have those avatars created. There's lots of tools out there to do that. If you don't know how to do that, reach out to me and I'll make some recommendations to you. Number two, in this process of building a amazing, unamazing referral plan. Number two is you must create the scripts. Now, I hear all too often that I don't need a script. Scripts are boring. Scripts are gonna make me robotic. Scripts are a necessity for you to again, 
articulate what it is you want to say, say it over and over and over again until that gets ingrained into your brain. Because even the most successful people that I work with struggle to ask for business, struggle to communicate what it is they actually do in a concise manner, struggle to ask for referrals. And so you must, must, must create scripts. Create scripts for buyer completion, right? Remember when I talked about earlier, uh, when, when you execute on a deal, what is the specific script that you're gonna speak about or your sales team is gonna speak about when you sign that contract? What about when you get a positive client review? What if it's over the phone? What if it's on email? Mm -hmm. Have scripts in place. Have things 100% dialed in and ready to go. Scripts for every scenario. Because of uh, the way this process works, you should have six, eight, ten of these at least. Copy and paste, ready to just plant in to whatever you're doing. You must, must, must create scripts. Because if you don't, you're going to fumble. And you're going to miss out on opportunities to earn business. Don't be a fool. Prepare. You wouldn't go into battle without a plan. Don't get into that opportunity without a plan either. So create your scripts. Create scripts for every scenario. Sometimes, you know, I, uh, I, I get into places where it gets easy for me. I, um, uh, if, if you're on this call and you've worked with me, um, you know, you, you may know this or you probably heard me uh, do this with you. Uh, if not, you know, some of the times I'll be on a client or call with a client coaching call or consulting call. And um, they're like, you know, I just don't know what to say in this environment. And I'm like, OK, so um, what is it you're, you're what is it you're speaking about? Who are you speaking to? And then I can just like rattle them off. And I have a way of just like putting it together and, and clearly getting to the point. And maybe there's some polish that needs to get in there. And so you, you need to take time to think about all those scenarios. Sometimes it's going to require you bouncing that off of somebody else, working with somebody else. Maybe you're not wonderful with words. I have one specific client and he hired me. And so much of what we do together is just gaining clarity on the language that he needs to speak at all times. He's a phenomenal salesperson, very successful bold in making cold calls. He's done really well. But I mean, we, we just started working together a couple of months ago and right out of the gate, he's like, I just, I just need you to help me clean up my language. I just, I, I just need to, to say to you what I want to say and then I need you to clean it up so I can be really concise and get right to the point. So if you need to work with somebody else, do that. Don't try and fumble for this or through this forever. And then you're going to have to practice it. Practice it to a camera, practice it to your friend, to your colleague, and then just light the world on fire with how good you're going to be at asking for business at all of those opportune trigger times. Number three, number three, you need to, once you have identified your ideal client and you've created scripts, then you need to establish a training process this could be even for yourself and or for your organization 
that regularly recites, reminds, and reinforces your unique value proposition as an organization, your key service deliverables as an organization, your ideal clients that you're targeting as an organization, the triggers that to listen for uh, when asking for referrals, and what your referral process is. Oh, as well as the scripts. So it's not enough to just create a process. Like I, I have a lot of people that they will, you know, like they'll, they'll write a whole bunch of stuff out and, and they work really hard and they come up with like these crazy thick, I wish I had one, like these crazy thick manuals of like, here's all of our process. And like, I, 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 I get hired by some companies to, to build a sales playbook. It could be a couple hundred pages at times. I hand that over to them. Sometimes we actually print it all out in hard copy. They give it as a manual to their new salespeople. Other times it's digital. And I'll go back and I'll, I'll check in with them well after we've, done, we've finished creating the playbook. And I'm like, hey, um, when was the last time you went through that with the team? Well, when you created it for us. We, we did a launch training. I'm like, what? That's not some static document that you paid once for and is done. Like, that's a waste. You've got to create ongoing training. And because referrals can be such a critical component to generating revenue for you and your business, you've got to continue to train on this stuff. Absolutely have to continue to train on this stuff. Um, by the way, when you do this, especially when you're working with other people on your team, if you have teammates that you're talking about this stuff, keep it as simple as possible. You don't need to get into these big complex 90 minute trainings, like 20 minutes. We're gonna sit down in the office and we're gonna work through what our unique value proposition is and how that adds value to the clients we serve. Okay, we're done. Next week or two weeks later, we're gonna come in and we're gonna talk about what, what are the key triggers. We're just gonna talk about what they are and, and, and then as a matter of fact, I wanna know, just a raise of hands, how many people have heard one of those over the last two weeks? Great, 20 minute training done. Like we're just continuing to ingrain this in our heads. We wanna make this a habit, right? I talk about habits all the time. Referral should be, a, the referral process should be a habit. Not a bad one though, but a good one. And again, like I haven't done a great job in this area. And I'm sure many of you have not either. Habit, habit, habit. You form habits by continuing to remind yourself of the habit. So that's number three. Number four. Put a list together of all of your clients. Um, this can be exported from a CRM. Uh, you, you can handwrite this out, whatever you wanna do. List all of your clients. One tab or one section can be all of your present clients. The other section can be all of your past clients, all the people that you've worked with, especially uh, those of you that I've had a satisfied client and, and you know that time is just finished. Um, uh, list those out. So you've got two lists of clients, current, clients, past. I have all mine saved, all mine saved. You never know when those things come in handy, by the way, but specifically uh, in this area. So uh, that is number four, is list all your clients. Number five, you want to Rank your clients based upon the strength of the relationship. Now, this is going to be uh, um, this is going to be something that you may have to go off of feeling 
But, but I, I really want you to think about when you're ranking your clients, it's not your largest client necessarily. It's not the one that you think that you have a great relationship with. I want you to really consider who the strongest relationships are. Like if you needed to pick up the phone or if you needed something desperately and had to pick up the phone, who would you call? Who are you certain would stop at almost nothing to give you a referral? That should be at the top of the list. Again, what I find here is when I do this exercise with organizations is the strength of our client relationships is far less strong than we believe it to be. And that comes into play here. It just happens. So please just think about and, 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 and be honest with yourself where your strongest relationships are. Maybe you serve 100 clients and there's only three that are really strong and the other ones are weak. It just is what it is, right? Because when you start this process of going through and asking for referrals, if you're going to proactively reach out to them, you're going to start with the strongest ones, right? I mean, that, that's just going to be common sense. As an aside here, where you have weak relationships, and this is topic for a whole nother conversation, but where you have weak relationships, this is also a good time to consider why they're that way. Again, I've worked for, consulted for organizations, some of their biggest clients they couldn't pick up the phone and have just a normal conversation with. They didn't have that really strong relationship. Or when, it, it, when time came to renew the contract, they were immediately under the gun from the competition and there was no grace given to that existing relationship. It's weak. You got to do something about it. So look at why your relationships are weak, if they are. And I'm, I'm certain that you have weak client relationships. So that was number five. Number six, as you reach out, and so I started to say, like, rank them. So now, as you start to reach out to your existing clients, trying to get coffee injected, coffee injected. So number six, as you reach out to your existing clients, by strength, right? We're doing this by strength, so in order. So you're going to reach out in a variety of different ways. Number one, you're going to make a phone call. That should be uh, when you're when you're when you're doing outreach. That should be the primary way you call and ask for a referral. The only thing that's better than that, and maybe I should have put this one at the top, is schedule an in-person meeting. You want to make this ask as personal and humanly interactive as possible. You want to stare somebody in the eyeballs. And yet, typically, when we go through processes like this, I see people that automatically default to email because it's less confrontational. Don't be scared. Look them in the eyes. Ask for the referral. Now, by the way, right now in the season that we're in, in the midst of all of this chaos, if you are helping a client to walk through a difficult time, these are times when you should understand that other organizations or individuals are also struggling and could probably use your help. And your client would want to refer you to somebody else if they knew somebody else needed help 
that you could deliver on. So just know that during times like this are some of the best times, not to capitalize on somebody's misfortune, but going back to what I said at the very beginning, if you feel that you have something of value that is superior to what other people offer and need, you have a moral obligation. This is not about jumping into somebody's garbage. This is about helping them out of it. Do that. So start with in-person meetings. I, I, I call the audible. That's number one. Face-to-face, eye-to-eye. If it's not face-to-face, eye-to-eye, because you can't do that at the moment, video. I know we're exhausted from Zoom calls. I get it. I'm exhausted from them too. But it's an opportunity for you to stare eye-to-eye with that person. Do that. So in-person, number one. Web-based video calls, number two. Number three is pick up the phone. You're still at least talking to them. They hear a human being on the other end of the phone. Do that. Right now, I want like a little phone sitting right here. Do that. Then, if those three, if you cannot accomplish those three, if you cannot, not if you choose not to, not if it's more difficult, but if for some reason, I don't know why, you cannot, and this is only in the outreach phase. There's other times when email is appropriate right away. But in the outreach phase, if you can't do those things, then send an email, okay? Also, follow up at all times via email when you're getting praised, right? When you're, when you're, when you're getting those accolades. When you get some sort of communication via email, follow up right away and look for those opportunities. Another way that you can do outreach to your ideal audience, to your target market, is through social media. If you are highlighting, back up to the very beginning, who you are as an individual, and you're constantly doing what you say and saying what you do in a manner that is valuable to the audience out there, you will attract people to you that want to do business with you. LinkedIn is a great place for this. That's why recommendations are such a big deal. When you're asking for recommendations, you are in one way asking them to speak language that will refer other people to you. So leverage that opportunity. Regularly be sharing who you are and what you're all about with as many people as possible in hopes of attracting the people to you that you can add value to. Or as I said last week, that you can have a profitable relationship with. Um, another way. So this is beyond just outreach. So I talked about a lot of outreach, but another way that I believe is a great way to open the referral door is to create space for your clients to speak positively about you. Um, if you can host an event, invite your clients in, definitely into the audience, but into the conversations. Have them be key contributors on panels. Have them be keynote speakers, speaking to their expertise. Because just psychologically, 
as they get up there and they're talking about the specific area of business that you're in and how they're involved with that, they are bound to praise you to the rest of the people out there just by way of, they just, they just feel that's the right thing to do. And you've been part of their success. You've been part of their journey. Another great way, and this is something that I've been thinking about for a while and I'm getting ready now to actually start reaching out to some of my clients or to do, uh, and some of them are going to be excited about this, hopefully. Others are going to uh, be a little bit uh, hesitant to it, but we'll work it out. Uh, invite your clients into a video conversation or invite your clients to just record a short video about what they appreciate in the relationship that they have with you and let them speak that in their own words. Like, I would love it, and I need to do a better job with this. I would love it if I had every single one of my clients record a video sharing specifically how I've added value or how their life, their business is better as a result of working with me. And then I can share that, and they can share that. But that's their words, and so other people are hearing and seeing that. So it's not me selling myself. They're selling me based upon the value they saw. And so that's just the truth out there in the world. It's just such a great medium. This is another way, or this is another reason why people um, host podcasts, is to bring clients on to talk positively about them, to bring referral partners on to talk positively about them. So create space, create opportunities for people to talk positively about you. And again, this isn't to boost your confidence. This isn't to make your ego any bigger than it is, if it is. This isn't to make you feel good, though it will. You know, I I was on a call yesterday, and I mean, it was a phenomenal conversation. Like, I was just so filled up with uh, uh, the conversation I was having with this person, um, with what they were saying to me, with what I was saying to them. I mean, I was just like in this flow of, and it, it wasn't a, a professional, like I wasn't being paid or anything like that. They weren't being paid. Um, it just, it felt so good. It, we were just like in this flow. And at one point they said a couple of things about me that literally just, they have no idea what it did to me, how it made me feel so good inside. Yes, it made me feel good that I'm in my lane. Yes, that it made me feel good that the things that I shared with them, they saw value in, um, both in that conversation and from a distance. But there was this part of me, and I think because it was such a pure conversation, um, I, I wouldn't want it to be this way, but I wanted to capture those words. And I wanted other people to hear them say that same thing. Because that's what I want people to know about me. So find ways to capture people speaking positively about you. It will put your best self out there. And not only that, again, all the way back to the beginning, the reason why I would want that conversation yesterday captured and put out there is because I want to affect other people in that way. I feel like I have a responsibility to help people become the best they can possibly be, to weed out all the crap, to build them up and get them to a place where they 
feel as though they have accomplished everything they set out to do in life. I want to do that. And so capturing that, those words, capturing those, those things that other people say and do about me are so valuable. I just didn't catch it there. But again, it was probably because that's exactly how it was supposed to be. And, and one more little bit to like providing the medium and, and kind of um, uh, even along the lines of social media. The best lead generation, which is what building a referral process is all about, right? It's generating leads. It's generating opportunities. The best. My clients get sick of me saying this. You've probably gotten sick of me saying this. The best lead generation strategy is content. Let me say that again. The best lead generation strategy is content. Now that content should be, as I talked about last week, personal, right? It's, it, it's about who I am and what I'm passionate about. It should be or professional, right? to whatever degree my industry deems necessary. I should sound proficient. I know what I'm talking about. And it should be profitable. We came up with that word last week, or valuable. I should be adding value in my content to my audience. But if you are dumping a significant amount of good quality content into your spheres, social media, email, networking, local community, whatever that may be. If you do that, you will attract opportunities to you. So your content, in a sense, becomes its own referral source. And yet most people aren't doing it. It's crazy to me. I just don't get it. And then the last two things, I don't even know what number I'm on at this point, but the last two things that I just want to wrap up and remind you of are these. Every single time that you get a referral. Every single time that you get a referral, you must thank the refer. And I and I said that like there, there's a lot of different trains of thought here. Um, there are a lot of different things to consider. Um, I definitely would say, and again, I have not always done a good job of this. It's terrible when I'm speaking about these things and knowing that I, I, I'm not doing a great job at it either. Um, but no matter what, when somebody refers you, send them a thank you. Quick note, a text, an email, Starbucks gift card. Um, if, um, if you feel like going bigger than that, go bigger than that. If you close the deal, go bigger than that. I mean, it just reminded me yesterday that one of my best friends, like he and I have been through thick and thin together. Uh, we have uh, known each other for a long time. We have... Uh, travel together, our family spend time together. Uh, we regularly um, gift each other at holidays and um, we uh, will buy each other's uh, meals at times or drinks at times. Uh, every once in a while, he'll buy me a gift and just give me something small, big, whatever. Or yeah, uh, same thing for me. And yet, about three months ago, he referred me a client. Well, it would be easy to say that's my best friend or one of my best friends. Thanks. But it reminded me that I still owe him a bottle of really nice whiskey. 
because I want to go out of my way to show him that that is specifically special to me. Of all the other things in our relationship that I value so much, this is also very valuable to me and I appreciate him for doing it, for thinking of me, for creating revenue for me. So I want to thank him. So depending upon the level, the size, whatever it may be, I just believe you should thank everybody that sends you a referral. If it closes, you should even go one bigger than that. And you should let people know. Like if, if you close a deal as a result of a referral, you should let that referral source know that that deal closed. It would be good for them to know anyway. Which brings me to my final one, which is you should track every single referral. You should know where every single one of your referrals came from, who it came from, how it came, right? Was it by way of a simple email? Was it uh, a mutual introduction at a networking event? Like where, did, how, how did that interaction happen? And then what the key points were of the referral? Why did they refer you? Um, and lastly, did you close it or not? If you did, why you thought you closed it? If you didn't, what missed? And that could go all the way back to you got a bad referral. It could go that you didn't follow up well. There's just a lot of reasons why that may have fallen apart, but you should keep track of all those. It's gonna help you to become much better at asking for and executing on the referrals because I cannot believe that I can even say this, but I know people that have gotten referrals and dropped the ball on following up with them. Like that's just mind blowing to me. And yet I know it happens. So just as a reminder, plan of action. To create the ideal referral process, you must start with identifying your ideal client or clients, create scripts, train on your unique value proposition, your scripts, your triggers, um, your, um, uh, your service deliverables, right? The key ones, so you wanna do that. Uh, you want to then make a list of all your clients. You want to separate them into current and past. Then you want to categorize those from strength to weakness. You want to kind of take some time to understand why the weak ones are weak and how you get them strong. You want to reach out to your clients by strength, starting with in-person, face-to-face, and then move down the list from there. And then finally, you want to thank all your referrals and track them. I took longer than 15 minutes to do that last part, but I felt it was valuable to break that whole process down. So as we wrap up, being referable is ultimately about being your best you out in the world and backing that up with what you say and what you do. That's how you become referable. Do a great job. Back it up at all times. Once you can become referable, then it's about having a process in place, which I spelt out, that will allow you to over and over again execute on what's going to be necessary to create referral opportunities and convert those referral opportunities. Thanks guys so much. Super thankful for you spending another Friday with me. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do next. I don't even know what's coming next. Been dreaming a lot lately, been thinking about um, some cool ideas, some creative opportunities. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, I am here. If you want to dig into this conversation any farther, we can figure out a medium by which to do that. Thank you so much for spending Friday with me. Have a great weekend. Find some time, even in the midst of all this chaos that's going on, to reflect on just how blessed you are to be where you're at in your life right now. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart. You're awesome. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.